giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, that's me right here. Boo! I am hyped this morning. Thirsty Thursday. My lady always gets on me when I say that, but <laughs> it is Thirsty Thursday. I got my coffee per se. Get your coffee. Come on in to your favorite Dallas Cowboys morning show. Three, yeah, two, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Coming up, we'll hit the Twitter streets because yesterday got real. So I got to go back into the Twitter streets and show y'all why it got so real. And it got real because I went into the film lab yesterday like I told you guys I would. Saw some things I liked. Carolina offense versus the Cowboys defense. Going to take a deep dive into that today. And I saw some things I liked. I'm going to keep saying that because I saw some things I liked. (laughs) You want to call in, chime in, 351-999-3787. We'll let y'all get on up in here. If you don't know, like I said, I am Will Skywalker Steel. Right there. Follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel. And uh, you missed some fun yesterday over there on Twitter. Um, My guy Fresh was part of it. Good morning to you guys out there. Fresh Mike, Professor O, Iceberg, Trey Manning, always first in the building. Uh, Mauricio Salazar, Morris over on Facebook. Shout out to you, Facebook, for joining us this morning. We want you guys to make this A to Z Sports Dallas Cowboys morning show the number one Cowboys morning show on Facebook as well. I think it's quickly becoming that on YouTube, but let's continue to grow this thing and uh, take A to Z Sports Dallas all the way through the stratosphere. Uh, David C., what's up, brother? Chris Davis, Zach Hodge. Zach, what's up, man? It's been a while since I've seen you, man. Uh, Rob Holloway over on Facebook, Gary Bowman, David C., and the many, many more coming through. You guys know you are included in this show, so continue to comment, continue to like and subscribe and share. That's that's the best way to support the channel, support the movement, is just share it. Friends, families, foes, doesn't matter. Share that thing. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? CJ, primetime. Professor O, he already dropping nuggets. That's what Professor O does. He drops all... The, the cool stats, and we're trying to get a segment with them, but you got to get with me, Professor. You got to get with me. All right, guys, listen, like I said, I jumped into the lab yesterday. I actually, I don't want to say cheated because I, I watched both. I usually try to dedicate one day to a specific side of the ball, but I couldn't help myself. I um, I watched the Carolina offense this year, and then I, I dabbled in the Carolina defense, but we're going to save that for tomorrow because that is really the best part of the team, as you guys know. But today is all about Carolina's offense against the Cowboys defense. And this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, I appreciate it, Frank Rodriguez. Appreciate it, Trey. said he cuts off 105 and comes here. Uh, Frank says best show on any media platform. Wow. 
Uh, that's massive, guys. That's that's absolutely massive because we're still growing, right? As my guy Law says, we're building the plane while it's in the air. This is this is kind of trial by error. See what works, see what doesn't, and um, try to give you guys the best start to your Cowboys morning. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. All right. Now that we got all those out the way, for those that are here all the time, y'all know what time it is. What's up, Marcus? It is time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Oh yeah. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, weight loss, strengthening up, sports or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need. From the state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers, and much, much more. I always talk about the variety of things they have over there at Texas Family Fitness because it truly is exceptional. Um, so if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor, and I'm sure Stevie Mac's going to drop the link down there for you guys. Head on over to Texas Family Fitness. They have nine locations in the DFW area. Or go to TexasFamilyFitness.com and let them know Skywalker sent you, as well as A to Z Sports. Let's go. First up in the morning roundup, Keanu Neal and Bradley and I are still in the COVID protocol. It's Thursday, and we talked about Keanu Neal potentially not being available for this game due to his vaccination or or being unvaxxed, I think it is. And I don't want to misspeak, but I believe that is the case. So it's a little bit harder for them to get back within that 10-day parameter. Be honest with you, though. I think, again, Bradley and I is the one that's more missed if he, if he doesn't play. Keanu Neal, we saw yes, last week, the linebacker position – is, has that depth. They just do. Whereas the defensive end position, it feels like Dan Quinn has to play a little bit of smoke and mirrors, right? Had to do a lot of uh, Osa Digizua at 5-tech playing defensive end, Brent Urban as well, things like that to, to make up for not having that depth, but he is doing a hell of a job. Gotta get clapping up. <laughs> Dan Quinn is doing a hell of a job masking the ridiculous litany of injuries and COVID situations. So I got to give it up for Dan Quinn. But I would expect to see Neil out this week. Keep an eye on Bradley and I moving forward. He may he may be available on Sunday if he's not having any symptoms and he meets the two tests clear within 24 hours of each other. But I'd go into this game expecting both. To be out. To be honest. Lyle Collins, guys, uh, is back. Lyle Collins, back in the facility. <laughs> Not back with the team. Here's the thing. Per NFL rules, Lyle Collins can be in the team meetings, work with the strength and conditioning coaches, and the athletic trainers. He's not allowed to practice or be on the practice field while at the Star or the Ford Center. 
So expect to see him back, I believe, around October 17th. I believe that's the, the time frame for Lyle Collins. And we all understand. We talked about it a little bit um, in week three, week two. And then yet last week, we talked about it with Jesse on the pregame show. It's always something in Dallas. And, and I'm going to be real with you guys. Because I do the morning show, a lot of news comes out afterwards. So tomorrow when we do the roundup, I'm not making any guarantees about who's, who's in, who's out, or anything like that. Because for three consecutive weeks, We've now had news drop on us Friday afternoon with with somebody being out. Uh, but Lyle Collins, uh, this isn't new in the sense of him being out. But the fact that the bribery stuff came out on Sunday uh, was embarrassing as a Cowboy fan. His people say he didn't do it. He was joking. It's just it's a mess. You know, it's a mess. We need him back. I get, yes, I get Henry Jenkins. He says. Hey, good morning. Your cousin Terrence Steele is doing an awesome job at right tackle. Shout out to Terrence Steele. Listen, Terrence is playing. We featured him yesterday. He, he's playing. He's playing well enough. But Lyle Collins is better, right? Like, I would love to get Lyle Collins back. Absolutely. You do more things. And then finally, as The Rock says, Trayvon Diggs, NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Well-deserved, kid. Well-deserved. I'm pretty sure, Aiden, your son, the star, the late rising star of Hard Knocks, is extremely proud and happy of you, Trayvon Diggs. Three interceptions this month in three games including a pick six, six pass defenses, which I believe leads the NFL, and quarterbacks have a passer rating of 40.8 when targeting Trayvon Diggs. Guys, very, 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 very close to having an elite. You know what? He's playing like an elite player. But obviously, being elite means it has to be consistent, right? Again, I always say, how much more consistent can you be than three games in a row, three interceptions? But I got a sneaky suspicion and feeling that continues this week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that when I get to these stri- these Twitter streets. Uh, because I liked what I saw. I did. I did. I did. I liked what I saw. Uh, Adam said, I heard some talking heads say Diggs' efficiency is a product of poor QB play. Woo hoo hoo. Hit y'all with the uh who who who? Who said that? Product of poor QB. Is Tom Brady a poor quarterback? Shut down, Mike Evans. Is Herbert, Justin Herbert, a poor quarterback? Pick that dude off. Now, Jalen Hurts is not that good. Like, I'll give you that. Pick six. Supposed to do to guys like that. Guess who's up next? One Samuel Donald. You ever see that? (laughs) I got to say this real quick. Have you ever seen that meme or that video (laughs) where the kid dresses up as... uh, Michael Myers, and he puts on this weird wig. 
She said, you don't look like Michael Myers. You look like Miguel Myers. <laughs> That's what I'm referring to Samuel Dono this week because I don't, I'm not, I'm not, come on, man. Cowboys played Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Davis, Austin, or Mike Davis, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. I'm supposed to be shook of Samuel Darno? Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do it. So I went on the Twitter streets yesterday. Had a little fun. Oops, sorry, guys. I got something playing here. Um, and I said a few things. I said a few things, and it got some people riled up and seemed to be a little bit scared of uh, Sam Darnold. I said, early into the homework of the Carolina team, I think Trayvon Diggs is going to continue his interception streak. And don't be surprised if it's a pick six. And we'll talk about why I think that. Followed that up with, I mean, no disrespect to Sam Darnold. But if he carves us up, something is wrong. And so what happened after I put that, everybody just dropped into the, the, the post. Oh, well, he already did it against the, with the Jets. Oh, he did it with the worst team. Remember, he, the cow, or Sam Darnold chopped you up in 2019. I said, guys, hold on. I feel like this needs to be said. This is not the defense of 2019. Like almost completely different across the board with a defensive coordinator in his bag. And I have to say that, and I want to start there, and I'm very passionate about that because... Cowboy fans, how often over the years have you felt or has your defense given you a reason to feel confident going into a game? It's been a while. And y'all know me. I'm very measured. I'm real. Like I'm not t- I'm not saying these things because I'm being rah-rah super fan. I'm saying these things because it is now my job to study and then report back to you guys what I'm seeing objectively. Now, before we get into the Cowboys defense versus the Panthers offense, I do want to start off with, by saying this, and by the way, you can call in three, five, one, nine, 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 three, seven, eight, seven with your opinions. And we'll talk about it. Remember yesterday, uh, one of the top storylines was revenge against Sam Darnold. And that's because of what happened with the with the said, said Jets. But let me say this real quick. The Carolina Panthers are not a bad team. They're not a fluky team. I think this is a good team. And I feel like I have to say that because when we dive into this offense, it may sound like I'm down on this team. Mm-mm. This is a well-coached team. And the fan base and the players are behind 
Matt Rule. They're behind Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator, which we'll talk about tomorrow. They're behind Joe Brady. And, and this team is playing free. So this is not, I'm not, this by no chance, am I, no, by no means am I saying easy game or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just stating this right now. The Panthers are well coached. They're, they're mostly a disciplined team. And it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a dogfight. With that said, let's go ahead and get into the phone lines. And then we'll talk about specifically what, I, what I've seen over the course of this season with the Sam Darnold-led Panthers offense. But first, 972, what it is, what it do. Hey, what's going on, Skye? It's your boy D-Town, Matt. Not that crazy old Florida Matt. I was coming in here. <laughs> hey, I, ain't, I, I, ain't heard from Florida Matt in a while. Well, yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's probably a good thing because Jalen hadn't looked like ass lately. So, it's probably lucky that he, already, he ain't been up in here taking all the phone lines up talking about Jalen. But, anyway, I think that this upcoming game mm-hmm. could be the most important game of the first half of the season, if not the whole season. And, really? and here's why. Huh. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I think that as history has shown, the Cowboys do a really great job of getting everybody excited, at least in the last 10 years or so, right? Mm-hmm. Getting everybody excited. Then they'll come up to a game that maybe isn't a must win, but is a really important momentum keeper and or, or, or moving forward, this is a game that you need to win because uh, the other game down the line you may not win or something like that. And they always do a really good job of letting you down and losing that game, right? I think week two was a really good example of, hey, Cowboys, Cowboys team, it's time to it's time to quit complaining because everybody has injuries, everybody has people gone. You got to find a way to win. Yeah. I was super happy that they did that because they also don't do that very regularly in the past. They haven't won those games like, hey, you got to find a way to win. This game coming up, right? What what what's more impactful, moving to three and one, or going to two and two, and it's not a very big deal, right? Because I I believe that going to three and one would be huge. Momentum booster, yeah. uh, confidence moving into further games, right? I think that taking that next step into, hey, it's a three three and zero team, right? I take that with a grain of salt with the Panthers. Don't do the three and zero team, right? They're supposed to be good. Uh, it, this is a team that I feel if the Cowboys play like their talent dictates they should be able to play, that even if it's a close game, I'm fine with that. But I think this is a, a clear win for the Cowboys. And I think it should be a clear win for the Cowboys. I think offensively they don't match up. I think defensively, if you can maintain your level of intensity on the defense, I think that this is absolutely a, a hands-down winnable game. And I think it's important to do that moving forward because if you don't, you go back into that same cycle of, oh, well, are they any good? Oh, they're probably not going to win the division. They're two and two, you know. And, and I'm just so tired of hearing that year in and year out. You get momentum, you lose momentum. You try and make more momentum, then you lose momentum because you're not winning those games that you should be winning based off of how good your team is. Yeah, I mean, that's been the Cowboys' M.O., it seems like, over the years. Uh, play down a competition, technically play up the competition as well, but never finish. Um, I'm hoping week two and week three is a a good omen, a good sign of things to change, of things to come. 
Uh, they played, I think the Chargers and the Cowboys are equal. Um, so they played up to that competition and pulled it through. Um, and then when they got to a team that they were, in my opinion, much better than at the Eagles, they showed that by going out and stopping them. Um, this char- or this Chargers, this Panthers team, to me, one second, is a little bit of, of both. Uh, and I say that in the sense that offensively, I think the Cowboys are, are much, 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 much better, even on, our, on the Cowboys' defense. I think the defense is better than the Panthers' offense, and we'll talk about it. But defensively, I think defensively they have a really good defense, and I don't want to spoil tomorrow, but I'll just say this. There will be plentiful opportunities on the offensive side of the ball. Dallas just has to take advantage of them. But make no mistake about it, this is a good Panthers team. Um, if the Cowboys pull this this win off, I guarantee you you're going to start hearing about the Panthers and who they played and overrated 3-0 team and things like that. You're going to hear that. If the Cowboys lose, yep. people are going to start talking about the, the Panthers are legit, the Panthers are this, the Panthers are that, the Cowboys are pretenders. So just prepare for that if you're watching the big media. But don't. As yep. my guy, as my guy um, Tuck would say, mute mainstream. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just just like you said, dude, it's it's a team that if you beat, yo, you were supposed to beat them. They're not really that good, right? And if it's not, if the team you lose to, it's like, oh well, they're they're the real deal, and the Cowboys are two and two, and you know we overhyped them, blah blah blah. And I, I just think that if you're really trying to build that 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 culture of this is we're 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 out here for a championship, these are the type of games that you have to win. I don't think that I don't think the Panthers are. I mean, three and zero. I don't I'm sure they're three and zero. I don't think they're going to win ten games. Right, I don't think that they're gonna make a deep playoff run. I don't know. There's the type of that yeah. you I don't, have to be to be that kind of. Team. That's that's bold. That's bold to say they're not gonna win ten. I don't know their schedule. I mean, if you know their schedule, if you know their matchups, that's fine. I don't know their schedule. I do think they're a good team though. Like I think I don't know their schedule, but I think if it's favorable enough, they could win ten games. Remember, it's seventeen games now. That wouldn't shock me to For see sure. them go ten and seven. Now a deep playoff run that depends on the dude behind me. That depends on that guy or the other side of the ball being elite, which by the numbers, again, I don't want to spoil tomorrow. By the numbers, are playing well, but just like against Philly, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, there is context. And you know I love to say it on this channel. Context matters. I'm going to bring context both right now with the offense and with their defense that a lot of people won't because they'll just look at the raw numbers and be like, man, amazing. Yeah, they're amazing, but bring yeah. a little context to it. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, well, that's all I want to talk about, man. I'm super hyped about this weekend. Let's go, Cowboys. I appreciate your time, man. Hey, appreciate you calling as always, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you got to put context to these things, even with Dallas. Even with Dallas, and I am. I'm going to do that with the Cowboys here in a quick second. Um, Cowboys and Mavericks says, Darnold has some stats at, as Dak close anyways not sure what that means uh primetime phil says i don't think cj will play because of groin but mostly because he's new to the system yeah cj i don't believe is is out in fact that he was part of my morning roundup and i moved him out um cj henderson according to the coach they're just easing him in because it's a new system um he said he's probably going to start out with a limited role and the, the what i read into it was that i don't think he's going to play this week I don't think he's gonna play. I think and, and and Matt Rule talked about how 
they have confidence and they have, they have to be able to trust the guys they had. And we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. There's a reason why they got to trust those guys. It's a very aggressive defense. Very, very, very aggressive defense. All right. Let's move along to the Cow or Cowboys defense against the Panthers offense. Let's do what we do every week. We're going to talk about said offense for the opposing team. And before that, we got a super chat. Appreciate you, Aaron. Super chat. The $4.99 donation. He says, don't want to beat a dead horse, but is trading for a center an option? Because in the playoffs, we're running into good DTs, LA, Tampa, Green Bay. Love the show, brother. Thank you. Uh, I'll answer that uh, due to the super chat. Is it an option? I don't think so. Right? We have to, as fans, I think a lot of fans want to see something happen at center. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do that. So they're going to rock with what they have. You just hope that Biotis gets better. He's still young. And I get that's the crutch we use for him. Yeah, he's young, but he's also, he struggles with strength. You know, Um, it is what it is at this point with Biotis. Hopefully he continues to get better the more he plays. He's only played like seven games or something like that. So uh, we just got to see if he can improve throughout the season. But all right. So the Carolina Panthers offensively, obviously the head coach, Matt Rule, is an offensive guy that came from uh, Baylor. He brought along Joe Brady, right, to be his offensive coordinator. The guy, if I'm not mistaken, college folks, who was the OC for Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow, right? I get that right. They run to me a very heavy 12 and 21 personnel type of system. And out of that, there's a whole lot of crosses. They're going to try to press and stress the second level of your defense. So once again, we talked about it last week with maybe misdirections and things like that. The linebackers are going to have to play this week, right? Like we can't have Jalen and LVE be liabilities. So far, they really haven't. But this week, they're going to get tested in coverage a lot with, believe it or not, the tight ends. And we'll talk about it here in a quick second. But believe it or not, a lot of crossing routes, a lot of crossers, um, a lot of trailing is going to be for uh, A.B. and uh, who's the other one? Jordan Lewis, right? Based off the defense. Because they're going to test A.B. with with Anderson a little bit uh, due to how we play defense. But we'll talk about that. But overall, when I watched this offense, I came away like, okay, this is a very generic offensive philosophy. It's nothing special. It's nothing, nothing, nothing special. It relied heavily on Christian McCaffrey in both the pass game and the run game. Christian McCaffrey's out. Is it Chuba or Chuba or Chuba Howard or Hubbard? I'm sorry, (laughs) Chuba Hubbard. Was really good at Oklahoma State. The thing about having CMC out is that at least it's at the running back position. Where running backs, the to replace them is a little bit easier. The problem with the Panthers, though, is that he is so much of their offense. I'm very intrigued to see how they switch things up. I am. Because before he went down, he had 17 targets in the past game. That was second on the team to obviously DJ Moore. And it's still ranked second on the team. So as I'm watching these games in my head, what I'm thinking is Dallas has to do these things. They have to rally and they have to tackle. They have to rally, which they've done well, and they have to tackle, which they also have done well. What they have not done well is keep the big plays under wraps. 
I said this, I think, at halftime. I said this in the postgame. If there were some things that pulled out of these victories, it's you have to figure out a way to keep the big plays under wraps. And even Dan Quinn talked about it. He said, you know, it's that's the fun part, is when you win, you can go in and look at the things you need to correct, and that's one of them. The Cowboys are the worst team in 20-plus yard plays in the league. They've given up 20 of them. The Panthers are six in the league with said big plays with 13, and a lot of those come across the middle. Now, they don't have Christian McCaffrey like I talked about, so their offense this week to me most likely will feature a lot of DJ Moore and Roby Anderson. It always features DJ Moore, <laughs> but Roby Anderson could look to be more involved. Now you see Sam Darnold right there. Let's talk about Sam Darnold. Because remember yesterday, remember yesterday I said, I got to go and, and really watch. You know, I've seen Sam on the surface. I've, I've seen him from a distance and I, and I heard Rob Nikovich talk about possible MVP and I'm like what what are we what are we talking about here and he's saying it because they're three and0 and things like that and I'm like okay let me go watch Samuel Darno so against the Texans I watch I watch all the games but against the Texans I pulled up most of his uh film from the Texans game they played a lot of too high shell and I think that got Sam off his reads a bit quicker because Believe it or not, he, he kind of wants to hit that deep ball. <laughs> he kind of wants to hit the deep ball. I don't know that he's great at it, but hey, that's what he wants to do. Against excuse me, against the Saints, they played a lot more single high. So he attempted a few more deep balls. Not with a ton of accuracy, but he attempted those. Sam is very comfortable throwing that thing underneath. So like what I was worried about with the Eagles or the tight ends, this is another game you, where you'll see maybe an, an, a Darnold and Darnold or Darnold and Arnold connection. And what I mean by that is Dan Arnold, I believe is his name, the tight end. Dan Arnold, who is the second leading receiving option on the team, believe it or not, targets-wise, uh, outside of McCaffrey, right, and more. He could be a factor in this game. He could be a factor. But don't let that don't let that fool you. DJ Moore is his guy. He's going to be looking for DJ Moore early and often and often and often. <laughs> That's his guy. He's going to try to fit it there. He's going to it doesn't matter. Kind of similar to how Justin Herbert I put this in my notes. A lot of throws, I'm not going to lie, had me grinning, wishing he would attempt those against this defense. And what I mean by that is, like Justin Herbert, Sam Darnold's going to try to fit in throws in a lot of tight spots. He's not as good as Justin Herbert, not even close. But boy, he's going to try it. Boy, he is going to try it. And this defense has excelled against that in my opinion and and that's why when you go back and look on the Twitter streets I said I think Trevon Diggs extends his interception streak and don't be surprised if it's a sick a pick six 
Because Darnold's going to try to fit it. He doesn't care. And the Cowboys defense isn't going to play a lot of this too high shell against Sam Darnold. I don't think. I mean, you'll see a lot of single high. So he's going to try to test the ABs. He's going to test the, the Trayvon Diggs. I wish he would. Um, but it's going to happen. I don't know that Darnold particularly climbs the pocket that great, in my opinion. But he will scramble. So you have to keep your head on the swivel when he does scramble because he's looking to make a throw. Nine times out of ten, he's looking to make the throw. He's not going to try to throw that thing away. So as I'm watching Samuel Darnold in both the Texans game and the Saints game and the offense in general, I'm I'm not quite sure what is the um, major concern. I'm be real with you. This offense in Carolina, without I believe Sands is, is the word, Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, is the least talented offense the Cowboys will have faced this year. Yeah. Some might say that's a bold statement, but I'm I'm they're not close to Tampa. They're not close to the Chargers. And if you go down the line of, of talent for talent on the Eagles, I I would say they're not that much I don't know that they're more talented than the Eagles without Christian McCaffrey. Is DJ Moore better than any receiver they have? Sure. Right? Sure. But talent for talent going down that line. Here's the thing about Sam Darnold, though. He'll make the routine quarterback plays. He'll make those. He'll make the routine quarterback plays, but you want him to try to fit it in tight spots. Because if so, just like we talked about with Justin Herbert, you're going to have opportunities. And the Cowboys have taken advantage of said opportunities this year. They have. All right, let me get into the chat. Y'all know I go on my soliloquies sometimes when we get into the film room. I like to do that without interruption, so I'll come in here and sleep and see what you guys are saying. Who is Tay-Tay? He says, wow, you're sleeping on... Oh, you're a Panther fan. That makes sense. Tell me how I'm sleeping on your talent on offense. What? Matthew says they're better than the... Ch- Matthew, not, are you a Panther fan too? I mean, Panther fans, I understand you coming here saying your your offense is better than somebody, but how in the hell, how in the hell are the Panthers' offense sans Christian McCaffrey at that better than the Chargers? I'm I'm a bit confused. I'm a a bit confused. I'm not underestimating Chubba Hubbard, but is Chubba Hubbard better than Christian McCaffrey? No. No. So please, because y'all know I love this. Please, if you disagree, please call in and tell me, because maybe I'm missing something, because I go down this line. I see this quarterback. I see this offense. What makes you believe this offense is a scary offense? Scarier than the offenses you've faced. Like the Cowboys have one up against Mike Evans, A.B., C.J. Goodwin, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, 
and Sam Darnold and DJ Moore are supposed to be better than that? I'm a bit mystified here. I'm a bit mystified. And now Sam, so 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 the Arnold cat was traded for CJ Henderson? Okay. <laughs> and that was their second leading non-running back guy. I, I really, I do want somebody to call in and explain to me why this offense is an uber talented offense because I'm not seeing it. Now, who is, who is the talent on their offense right now? And their offense isn't even predicated on talent, in my opinion. It's a ball control, methodical offense. It is. But who is the talent? The main guy is DJ Moore. 31 targets, 22 receptions, 285 yards. A touchdown and leads the team with 16 first downs. They're going to move DJ Moore around a little bit. But for me, I would put Trayvon Diggs on DJ Moore. I would. I actually love this matchup with Trayvon Diggs on DJ Moore. DJ Moore is one of my favorite young wide receivers in the league. But Trayvon Diggs, this is right up his alley. He's not much of a, he's not a speedster that's going to go 4-2-4-3 right behind you. He's more of a, He's a good route runner. He's, he can be explosive after the catch. He has great hands, right? He's a tough player. Like, he's a really damn good wide receiver. I really love DJ Moore. But I love Trayvon Diggs on DJ Moore. So you say, okay, well, what about Roby Anderson? Roby Anderson is their speedster. No doubt about it. But for whatever reason, Sam Darnold doesn't much care for Roby Anderson. Not like Teddy Bridgewater did. In 2020, under Teddy Bridgewater, after three games, Roby Anderson was targeted 23 times for 20 receptions, and he had two 100-yard games. 2021, under Sam Darnold, he's been targeted 11 times for five receptions. I, I, I don't really, I don't know why, you know? Now, the game he was most targeted in was against a defense that's going to be a little bit more similar to the Cowboys in the sense of, they're going to play a lot of single high, and that was the Saints. He got six targets against the Saints. So, if we play that single high and they just decide to go deep with Roby, A.B., if Trayvon's on them, Jordan Lewis, they got to be ready for it. Just like we talked about last week, mouse in the house is usually Anthony Brown. <laughs> so, if, if it's there, they're going to try to target A.B. deep. He did a wonderful job one-on-one against Jalen Rager last week for the interception. Let's hope he continues that. Let's hope he continues that. Here's the funny thing about it, though. Darnold doesn't target Roby Anderson as much as he targeted Dan Arnold, as much as he targeted Terrence Marshall Jr., who is another possession type of guy, the receiver. He has more, they have more or equal targets than Roby Anderson. I'm no Panther fan. I don't know if there's a reasoning for that in regards to press conferences and things like that. I don't know why. Quite frankly, I don't care. If they don't want to target it, Roby Anderson this week, they're going to be in trouble. So, do you put, and I'll ask you guys this question. I personally would do it, but do you put, we had this question last week, do you put digs on more and just in a sense, bracket or double Anderson, or do you put digs on Anderson and then double more? I like the first part. I would, I like digs on more. I, I just would similar to the Evans matchup. Just let them start. 
Just let them stomp. Uh, we got some donations here. Super chat. Forever Fashion Line says with a four ninety nine donation. Thank you. Panthers make the Super Bowl when they start three and zero. Shaking my head. We're going to put an end to that by taking them out, taking out Sam on Sunday. Adrian says digs on more. Adam says look like that pick boosted his confidence though for AB. I don't like him out there, but if he's going to be on the field, please play with confidence. Exactly. We talk about that a lot here on this channel, uh, Adam. Confidence is very important for two players on this. I mean, it's, it's important for everybody, right? Like, it's important for everybody. But Terrence Steele, he needs to get early confidence. And Anthony Brown needs to get early confidence because when he gets down on himself, he's putting his head down, and now it's super mouse in the house. It's cheese on top of that mouse in the house. He's already starting off the game as mouse in the house. So Dan Quinn is going to have to kind of feel it out. See, feel what Sam Darnold's going to do. Uh, Rodney says a lot of sack fumbles go Dallas Cowboys. Sam Darnold has been sacked and fumbled, I think, two or three times. Panthers fans, you can let me know. And if you are a Panthers fan or a, a fan that dis disagrees with what I'm saying, please call in. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven would love to talk it out. Fresh fade says more is Darnold's favorite receiver without a doubt. Um, don't let I don't I wouldn't let Darnold get comfortable at all. Uh, Ek says Darnold destroyed our defense. Ek must have missed the beginning of the show in twenty nineteen. Darnold will be under much more pressure Sunday. Oh okay okay yeah I think this Cowboys pass rush is much better. The defense is much. This team is better than that said team on that day. That tip to Sam, you know, for beating the Cowboys in 2019. But this isn't 2019, is what I'm saying. And by the way, I gave Twitter, I gave the Twitter streets a ton of cold take opportunities. If Sam Donald comes out here and destroys the Cowboys, I'm giving you guys on wax a ton of cold take opportunities. If Sam Donald comes on. Uh, on Sunday and destroys the Cowboys. But I'm going to stand firm on this because I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Does that mean that's what's going to happen? No. Like any given Sunday, right? Sam Donald come out there for 400 yards, five touchdowns. Sure, sure. That would be a surprise to me. That would be a surprise to me. All right, let's get a call in here. 813, what it is, what it do? Talk to me. Hello? Yes, sir. Talk to me. Hey, good morning, Steele. Hey, I've been listening to you for, uh, when you were with Big James and Law Nation. But one of my issues is, uh, yes, the chunk plays they've been giving up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, some, some of the times these guys are, are not reading their keys properly, and, and they are and they miss. And I don't like that. I don't like give up that to no, nobody. Right. So I think one of the things, uh, especially the tight ends, they need to clamp down on the tight ends. Uh, one other thing. I was looking at uh, Bohannon. Uh, one of the things I see, is he's not getting low enough. Yeah. Uh, to get that pressure. A lot of people talk about Bohannon playing high. I'm starting to think. Because he's playing high, right? But I don't know that it's necessarily hindering him a, a ton. But when you're six okay. four, six five, 
it's really hard yeah, to play yeah. low. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, right, so, right. I, so I don't know. I mean, I think he's young. He'll learn. To, he'll learn to play with better technique. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, and but I hear you. I know the. Uh, I, I know people are talking about the uh, center position, and that is the other thing that I saw with the Adish. He's he's up too high, and he's getting pushed back like a mother. So I I think one of the things when he snaps. He needs to squat down a little lower than what he what he's been doing because that's I think that's one of the main things what's killing him right now. He's, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my guy Duke Mannyweather um, on the show to talk to me about Biadish and Connor Williams because he's a, he's an O line professional and besides yeah. strength, like obviously the obvious you know strength is one of the things we see as an issue for Biadish. I kind of want to talk to some offensive line guru to tell me what else. Um, is Biotish that that they're noticing is Biotish struggling with because he's young though. I'm not trying to give up on Biotish, but as the season oh, progresses, no, 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 no. progresses, if he doesn't get better, we may be looking at the draft for a center. All right, uh, thank you, Steele. Hey, keep up the great work you've been doing, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got some Panther fans in the building. Patrick, I uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, like I say all the time. All the time. Uh, I never, never, never want opposing fans to feel like they can't come in here and chat. And, and, and if you don't know, I get very animated and very excited and passionate when I'm speaking. Uh, but one thing I will not do, and I said at the top of this, I'm never, ever, 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 ever overestimate. I'm sorry, overlooking an opponent going to this game. But if I feel good about a certain spot, I'm going to talk like I feel good about it. And I feel good about this Cowboys defense against the Panthers offense. Here's one thing I'll put out there. We haven't seen the Panther offense this year without Christian McCaffrey, right? So the game plan may be different. Joe Brady may dial it up. I said that on Twitter. Joe Brady may just dial it up on Dallas and they have no answer. But I think the great neutralizer is always how does said quarterback deal with pressure and deal with the looks that he's going to see. Talk about it tomorrow because Phil Snow is going to give Dallas a lot of looks. But guess what? So is Dallas. Dallas is going to give Sam Darnold and that offensive line, which I'm going to talk about right now, a lot of looks. Uh, Tay-Tay, who I believe is a Panthers fan, says, how is the Cowboys O-line? So you heard us a little bit talking here. Biotis seems to be the... Biotis and Connor Williams are the guys that we are questioning I think that Biotish, though, is the one, is the weak link per se. Um, but the Cowboys offensive line overall in general and in depth wise is, is fine. I think the days of them being, man, this is the greatest offensive line we've seen in the deck, that, that's gone. But I look around the league, there aren't a ton of those kind of offensive lines, including the Panthers. I think the Panthers' best offensive lineman is Taylor Moten. Um, and he's their rock. Right, he's a really good. If I'm not mistaken, Tay Tay and the other guy who's a Panthers fan, I believe he got an extension. Right, could be wrong, but I think he got an extension. Uh, did he have a tough time against the Texans last week? Sure, but I think that entire line had a tough time against the Texans due to the way they played in the back end. And I wonder if Dan Quinn will do that. I wonder if Dan Quinn will do that. because Sam Darnold couldn't really take those shots due to that too high shell that tech, the Texans were playing. But nonetheless, he's their best offensive lineman, in my opinion. 
And then their other, who's their right tackle? And then their other tackle, we're familiar with the Dallas Cowboys, Cam Irving. To me, he looks like the same player in Dallas, which was a better player than his previous stops in Cleveland and Kansas City. With that said, he may be better, he may be more confident. He is what he is. A very pedestrian tackle, which, again, in this league, you got to live with. There's not a ton of great tackles. So he's a guy that's more of a, you know, alleyway bully. You know, he's, he's not, a, he's not a, a finesse type of, man, he makes that look good type of guy. He can get it done on possessions. He can get it done on series. But he's a guy that can lose. So the matchup I'm going to be very interested to see is when they put Micah Parsons over there, when they put Randy Gregory over there, they can get things going against Cam Irving, in my opinion. I think their second best offensive lineman is Matt. And if if I'm saying this wrong, I apologize. Uh, Paradis, he is a, he's been around the block, veteran. He's in Denver, right? I think he's just been a solid, consistent center for the entirety of his career. He's just, he, he knows what he's doing out there. So I respect him. But if you want to go with, I don't want to call it mouse in the house, but they're interior guys. John Miller, Miller and Dennis Daly, mostly power guys. But also, in my opinion, Odigi Zua, I think is going to give them fits. I think Brent Urban is going to really battle with these guys. And if we can get, Bohanna to do some of the things I saw him do against Philly. That does what? It keeps your linebackers clean. And it also gets pressure in regards to Osa. Uh, there was a couple donations. I'm sorry, but I just saw one in John Jones. Super chat. Thank you for the $2 donation. Uh, Gotti says Dan Quinn should have the drop on the Panthers offense due to being Falcons head coach mm-hmm. and having to deal with some of those players in previous years. For sure. It's a good point. I actually saw that uh, coming into the game or coming into doing some study. Obviously, they're both in the same division Dan Quinn was in, but I can't recall if he played against Matt Rule and Joe Brady last year. Maybe y'all can help me out. Because he, remember, remember, he got fired after like five games. So I, I cannot recall if he played against Matt Rule or Joe Brady. Because if he didn't, then it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Sean Miller says our offensive line does hold well for Dak. Uh, you're speaking of Cowboys offensive line. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, shout out to my guy Shane Carter of, I believe, A to Z Sports Dallas, if that is you. If not, hey, it's a cool. I'll plug it in. Head on over to A to Z Sports.com slash Dallas for all your Cowboys Panthers weekly coverage and just Cowboys coverage in general. I believe I'll have an article up today, mostly talking about uh, the Cowboys defense against this Panthers offense. Mauricio and Shane, they put out great stuff. Cole puts out great stuff. And um, my apologies for forgetting everybody else. But I'm telling you, A to Z, A to Z is, is coming up, man. The climbing. We're climbing. Uh, Parker W. says, from what guys like Kavanaugh have said, Uh, is Dallas isn't confident in McGovern being the center right now in terms of making reads and being the vocal center they want him to be. I don't don't know that you can make that transition right now. I think they made the mistake of trying to put Connor Williams at center in the offseason instead of trying trying out McGovern at center. Yeah, I wouldn't be confident in McGovern making the calls and reads either, 
in week four of the NFL. Do this stuff in the offseason. Experiment with it in the preseason. You really can't do that now. As much as Cowboy fans want to see McGovern get a shot on the field, and, and even me included, would love to see him play center. Realistically speaking, how do you make that switch? Center is so important in communication. How do you make that switch when he's never done it in the pros? Hasn't even practiced it. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. James says, Taylor Moten looked terrible on film. That's what, that, so last week he definitely did. Moten, I mean, that entire deep offensive line really struggled against, for the most part, a no-name Texans defensive line. Now, it's not always about names, but that Texans D-line, boy, if, if, if Tay-Tay or any other uh, Panthers fan wants to chime in, let me know, but they seem to struggle a little bit last week, a lot a little bit <laughs> last week against uh, that Texans defensive line. And, I mean, I don't know why. Did I freeze up here? Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't know why the Texans D-line is, it was ferocious in the sense of they didn't give up and things like that, but Tell me, tell me why, tell me that I'm wrong about the Panthers offensive line being pedestrian. I mean, that's why I'm saying for those that were talking about the Panthers offense is better or is somebody said better than the Chargers. I really wish somebody would call it and tell me why they're better than the Chargers. Where? Right? Like, where are the Panthers better than the LA Chargers on offense? At quarterback? Nope. At offensive line? Nope. At running back? Nope. Damn sure not better at receiver. At tight end? Nope. I'm 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 very curious. Tell me where they're better. And look what the Cowboys did. And I said that look, four turnovers against Tom, really three takeaways. Two takeaways against Herbert, really three. Dismantled a mobile quarterback in just in Jalen Hurts and, and created two takeaways. Now they're playing Sam Darnold. Without Christian McCaffrey, I feel good. Sue me. Sue me. Prince says Texans D line is coached by Lovey Smith. Always respect Lovey. Uh, the Texans defense is legit. Do you think the Texans defense is better than the Cowboys, Prince? I'm curious. I'm curious. Do you think the Texans defense is better? If the Texans defense is legit, and in my opinion, Sam Darnold didn't do much again, I'm just being real. I don't think he did anything spectacular against that defense. I truly don't. And there was a ton of opportunities, not just in the Texans game, but in the Saints game, where they should have had multiple interceptions because he was fitting things, trying to fit things in tight spots. And he doesn't have the arm, in my opinion, of uh, Justin Herbert, but he does have the moxie. He does have the confidence, right? Like he's... I don't care. I like that throw right there. Great, great throw, right? I feel real good about, please try that on Trayvon Diggs, right? Like, that's how I'm looking at it. Now, the problem comes with the Cowboys and the chunk plays. A lot of it is middle of the field. A lot of it is tight ends. Somebody, whoever is a Panther fan, explain to me, who is their, is it, do they still have that Isaiah Cat, who, who, the tight end, who was a tight end the last couple years? I can't remember his name. Without the, the Arnold guy, I don't know who their tight ends are that are going to be featured that much. And I apologize for that, that I didn't realize that Arnold, I forgot, I should say Arnold was traded 
Uh, good morning, Sheila. How are you doing? Ian Thomas. Yes, I said Isaiah. Ian Thomas. So Ian Thomas at one point, because I'm a fantasy guy, he was a fun pickup, didn't really come through, but another athletic guy, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, hey, man, it feels like it doesn't matter who your tight end is. You're going to have major opportunities to make big chunk plays uh, on his defense. And Dan Quinn talked about a lot of that being some communication issues. We saw it in the Eagles game. They wanted to that hurry up, right? They wanted to that hurry-up offense, and it kind of got Dallas a little scrambled. Uh, thank you, guys. Tommy Tremble, oh, the cat from Notre Dame. Kind of liked him coming out, not going to lie to you. And Ian Thomas. What's up, Mel? Appreciate you coming through. Uh, Short the Bank says, you do know, you do now, they, the, I guess you mean no. The Panthers are on pace to have the best run defense ever, correct? Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. And and I and we can kind of tease it if you want. We can kind of tease it if you want. But that is tomorrow. We're going to do the Cowboys offense against the Panthers defense, which I think is a more fun uh, discussion. Because there's some interesting caveats to it. There's some similarities to the to the process leading up to the Eagles game as there is to the Panthers. And I'll and I'll I'll say this. Against the Eagles, I kept saying, guys, and I wrote an article, the, the Cowboys defense will be too much for the Eagles off or Cowboys offense will be too much for the Eagles defense because boom, boom, boom. And a lot of it had to do with who they played, and that's no disrespect to the Panthers' defense or the Eagles' defense, and how they played. The how they played was more important for Philly. The who they played is more important for the Panthers, and this is what I mean. Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston. You know, there's some context. There's there's some context to it. With that said how they played differs completely different from the Eagles the way the Eagles played even against to me it was always like I mean they're, they're you know they're very predominantly defensive line heavy mostly two or three guys a lot of weaknesses left on that defense Panthers defense is fun that is a fun defense to watch play that is an aggressive defense to watch play that is a defense that has a lot of swagger right now. It's a cohesive defense, and they do have dogs. And I apologize tomorrow when I repeat myself, but I'm going to tease it a little bit for y'all. I'm going to tease it a little bit. But I do really like that defense. And we'll talk about um, Tay-Tay, and, and, and I'll keep saying Tay-Tay because I'm the only Panther fan I know. But whoever other Panther fans in here, we'll talk about where I think the Cowboys can, can, can get them. Can get them. But um, I do like the Panthers' defense. I, I truly, truly do. Truly, truly do. Aline Pepper says, I'm with you, Sky. I'm not afraid of the Panthers. However, we need to play smart. Our boys are having a ball out there, but we need to remain smart and keep a comfortable lead. Indeed. Uh, uh, Gut Bomber says, imagine getting Randy and Demarcus and Lyle on the 31st back uh, on the same field with Keanu Neal. Yeah, if, if the Cowboys can maintain these injuries, right, they're not getting these major injuries that knocks people out for the year because this is a war of nutrition. Once you get to the end, if you can get these guys back, mm, 
gonna be nice. Uh, Jazzy, so he says CMC is a, a very huge loss. I can't believe you said that. I guess there's somebody in here that said he's not a huge loss. Interesting. Uh, Rika asks, where do you where do we find your articles? That would be on a to z sports.com slash Dallas. I do about one or two a week, um, trying to get into a routine of that. Uh, last week I did too. And in the last one I did was about the Cowboys, I believe. It was an opinion piece, which I'll do every Friday. I'll do an opinion piece uh, about the Cowboys offense against the Eagles D. So you can find it on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Fresh says, I hope Kellen Moore continues to run the ball. Can't allow the Panthers to go crazy with the blitz. Fresh, it don't even matter. They're going to blitz. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. They're going to blitz. I, I don't want to give it away tomorrow because it's going to be a very, very fun conversation. Very fun conversation. Uh, but they're going to blitz. It's this, just, I'm going to say this. How we talked about going into the Chargers and Eagles game that, hey, y'all, this isn't going to be a huge coop, a huge gallop, or not gallop, a huge lamb type game due to the way they play. It's going to be about eating on the ground. And it was. The different story going against the Panthers. You may see Coop and Lamb get back on track if they can deal with that blitz. They gotta be able to deal with it. Uh 520, what it is, what it do. 520, what's up, man? You on the show? Oh, hey, young bro, what's going on? How's it going, man? This Appreciate is, uh, you calling in. This is Uncle Dave. This is Stelios, three hundred. Whoa. Have not seen you in quite some time, Stelios. How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I, I was perusing the perusing the podcast, and I seen you. I was like, "Oh, the young the young phenom is up." So I said, "I, I think I just call in and holler at you real quick." Oh, I'm not gonna spend no time on you know, talking, you know, talking about game and what ifs and all this other stuff. So uh, I just think I just holler at you. Just just keep it just keep it going, and uh, we'll probably try to catch you tomorrow. I'll, I'll probably have some uh, questions tomorrow. All cool, right. man. Yeah, come through tomorrow, man. I appreciate you checking back in with me. All right. See you later. See you, buddy. Right. One of the day one type fans, uh, Stelios 300. Appreciate it. Uh, Jazzy says, Dak plays very well against the Blitz. Yes, he does. Uh, listen, it's going to be fun tomorrow. It's going to be fun. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, it was very, uh, very, very good show. I think. I think it was... Um, it was important to talk about about this this matchup because, like I said, I got on the Twitter streets and a lot of people wanted to revert back to the 2019 team. And, and in my opinion, this is not the same, like not even close in regards to the defense. Not even close. Think about this for a second. Your secondary that day was Cheeto, Jeff Heath, Xavier Woods, and Jordan Lewis. Your secondary this year is going to be Trayvon Diggs, who's playing maybe the best ball of any cornerback in the league. Um, your safeties, Jaron Curse, Demonte KZ, and Malik Hooker. Again, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I'd argue to find me a better, a better three tandem three safeties playing extremely better than these guys. I would imagine that trio. I said tandem, but that trio is probably a top five trio as we speak. Not saying they are the best safeties in the league. I'm just saying playing better right now. They're playing really good damn ball. They just are. And then there was no, if I'm not mistaken, did Randy Gregory play? I don't think so. 
But uh, you get Randy Gregory, you get Micah Parsons, you get Osa Digizua. These are legitimate pass rushers. Brent Urban is doing his job. Ohana is doing his job. And Dan Quinn is in a zone. Feel good, Cowboys Nation. That's all I'm saying, right? I'm not saying overlook anybody. I'm saying if you're going to go, if, if, if you're saying, oh, my God, don't sleep on Sam Darnold. Oh, my God, he's going to carve us up. Somebody really said that. It's probably going to carve us up. Then to keep it a buck, just, just crawl up in the shell every week. Crawl up in the shell and be nervous and scared every week. I, mean, I shouldn't use the term scared, but be nervous every week then about said offense or quarterback you play against. Because three games in, the way your defense is playing, the way your defensive coordinator is dialing it up, they have given you confidence, Cowboys Nation. They have given you confidence. Use that confidence as a fan. I'm not telling you how to fan, but I'm just saying they're giving you a reason to be confident. And this offense, you should be confident. That's all I'm going to say. You should be confident. 901, what's up? 901, you are on the show. What it is, what it do? Um, in my opinion, I think Tony Paul is going to be starred again. You think Tony Pollard's going to start? Or going to be the star of the game. Oh, the star of the game. But in my opinion, if, if they get Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or Lamb in the top of space, they're going to catch the ball. They're going to give Coop and Lamb a lot of opportunities. There's going to be a lot of one-on-one opportunities for those guys uh, unless they switch up their game plan, which I doubt Phil Snow does that with the way they're playing. But there's going to be opportunities Dak is going to have to take advantage of. And then if, if that offense keep on them tight passes, Trayvon is going to end up taking a pick six. Say again, I'm sorry, you said Trayvon Diggs what now? If they offense keep throwing them um, tight passes, mm. Trayvon Diggs is going to take it. I agree, man. If I had to do a bold prediction, which I already did on Twitter, my bold prediction is that Trayvon Diggs is going to get a pick. And if I want to get super bold, I think it's going to be a pick six. But I, I definitely feel confident in him getting an interception because here's why. If you star, and this is why I think he should star on DJ Moore. While, yes, you can double DJ Moore, but I think he'll still catch the rock and help move the chains. But if I'm putting Trayvon Diggs on DJ Moore, you're talking about potentially getting a turnover, and I prioritize that more. So I would, I would start, I would start him on DJ Moore. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Bye. Straight, straight to the point. Love it, man. <laughs> he got straight, or she, I'm sorry, whoever it was. Straight to the point. Let me, let me give some credit to Tay Tay real quick. He in here. He is in here, pretty much solo dolo. You seeing, you're seeing how Cowboys Nation and, and, and Skywalkers and, and A to Z's chat box gets, right? They're not going to back down, and I, I salute you because you're not backing down yourself in here in the chat. So, uh, hey, I love when opposing fans come in here. 905, what it is, what it do? 905, you are on the show. 
905 going once. 905 going twice. 905 is sold to the chat. <laughs> to the chat. All right. With that said, if no one wants to call back in, 351-999-3787. We're going to start to wrap it up here. 905 just called back. Let's see if he's available. Not going to put him through. 905, if you're there, let me know. All right. 905 is here. I'm good, brother. Who is this? North Star. Oh, North. What's up, North? Not much. Listen to the show. I, pretty much what everyone's been saying. It, it sounds good. The reason, uh, what I was going to say is the tight ends we were talking about. Also, Terrace Marshall, I think, would be a scary matchup on J. Lou. Scary? I don't know. We're going to see how that goes. Oh, uh, Just because his, his size and our chunk plates have came over the middle. So if he's, that's where he's going to be operating. Yeah. <sighs> Because me, I don't really worry. Trevon Diggs and DJ Moore, I'm fine with that matchup. Even if DJ Moore gets a few receptions. What I love about Diggs right now is he's putting pressure on the QBs. They got to put it in the right spot. You give him a 50-50 shot, he might come down with it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm okay with him, him locking up DJ Moore. But I think uh, I, people, everyone says Matt Rule is a great offensive coach. So I'm going to have to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. He's going to scheme up something against Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. That's the only yeah. – I don't feel like – they're going to win the game for them, but that would be where I'm kind of seeing they can have some success. Uh, yeah, I, I got to give – and that's why I started out with the top of the show saying, hey, man, this is a well-coached team. Matt Rule is showing to be a pretty damn good uh, NFL coach. His team is rallying behind him. I like Matt Rule. I mean, I listened to a couple of his pressers just to get a feel for Matt Rule. You see how the team is playing. This, this is why this is not going to be some – and if it is a blowout – that's awesome, and, and the Cowboys should be credited for it, and the Panthers should not be discredited. But I think this is going to be a, a, a really good game and a good test for Dallas. And let me say this, North, and, and chat, something I didn't bring up, somebody did bring up. The great equalizer in this game could ultimately come down to, which is ridiculous, I don't know why the NFL even scheduled this, the Panthers are on a mini-buy. They, play, they will have played 10 days, have 10 days within their games. Dallas is on a short week after playing on Monday Night Football. Who the hell thought that was a good idea is beyond me, but that could also come into factor. The Panthers are just going to be a way more fresher team uh, and have much more time to prepare for Dallas. So this is not a game to sleep on. A game, I didn't say a player, because everyone's saying, don't sleep on Sam Darnold. Okay, whatever. But this is not a team to overlook. That's why I keep saying I'm not using the term overlook in regards to this offense, but I do feel confident against against that Sam Donald-led offense. Oh, absolutely, Scott. And I'm with you. And the players, the team, they have to look at it one game at a time. Yeah. Trust me, I'm already in my head. I'm looking at it big picture. this is a big Caller earlier was saying, like, a big game. Because for me, if you win this one, and even maybe in a convincing fashion, like, this, is, I wanted to start steamrolling here. And we're talking about maybe number one seed or being a really high seed. That's oh, what it needs to be. Week to week. Week to week, North. Week to week. But, uh, yeah, man, this would be a good win. But I'm going to let you go because that wind is firing in your phone, brother. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. All, All right. right now, y'all want to jump up in the phone lines now and start and start getting crazy. Let's get into this thing. Uh, three, one, five. Welcome to the show. What it is, what it do. What's going on, man? Not much, brother. 
All right, man. You said one five. I think it's three one five. Yeah, yeah, three one five. Three one five. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't know you were talking to me. Actually, um, listen, man. Just a couple things. I actually, I, I'm new to your show. Oh man, welcome. Um, I've been I've been paying attention a little bit before I ever jump on somebody's uh, podcast or line. I right. tend to pay attention to them and see, you know what I'm saying, see what their flow is like. Yeah, hey, I feel you. Um, you know what I'm saying, your knowledge and everything else, and you're on point. I I have a I have a couple of things I've been I've been overhyped about. I okay. think um, some key things that I've seen change with Dan Quinn, bro, is is a huge idea of small things. They're they're paying attention to tackling. I've noticed that data that Dallas the defense is actually tackling like old school tackling all of this bump and run and all of this, these, these, these shoulder tackles and all of this other stuff. It would just have me absolutely fuming when you can wrap a dude up and these guys are actually dropping kids. And, and I don't know, again, I call Micah, I, in my head, I call Micah COVID or weapon X um, <laughs> because, because he, Yo, listen what I'm saying. Oh, bro, did you just call him COVID? <laughs> listen, listen, because he's changed everything. Hey, dog. He 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 changed things that you had no idea he was going to change. You <laughs> that, know what I'm saying? I mean, that, the analogy that, that's kind of. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that kind of dope analogy. But but damn, COVID it, is rough. That's a hard word. <laughs> you understand what I'm? But saying. I feel you, right? But like COVID it, changed everything, and and Mike is changing everything. I feel you. Really, and 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 to that degree, is it that he's does he have the old cats in fear, or does he have the old cats hunting again? Are you talking about you know Jalen and LVE? Yeah, yeah, man. Does he? You know, and even even some of the boys on the line. You know, when when you can come from linebacker to to DN and put somebody's job in question, mm. you know, from week to week, that's you know, you 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 changing things. I'm gonna steal. And, a, I'm gonna steal a line from my partner in crime on Game Day Lives, Jesse Ali. The pine will change your mind. Similar to real that. talk, bro. Similar to that. Real talk. And I, and, I, I tell and, and Jalen is is playing better. Which which again, I think yeah. coming into this in this year, most of all the creators, most of the most realistic fans believed having. Dan Quinn, and then the resources put in front of Jalen and LVE and the linebackers, they were naturally going to be better. But there right. there seems to be a, uh, can I put this, a determination in Jalen with Micah Parsons here. And if you go back and listen to rating the draft, the very first thing I said right after we picked Micah, I didn't have a voice. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, this guy is going to raise the expectations in that room. He's going to elevate everybody for for one or two reasons. One, the youthful ignorance he's going to bring, and I mean that in a great way. He has this youthful mm-hmm. presence and energy that's just going to raise the bar for everybody because they're like, man, this young boy balling. If he balling like this, if he's doing this, I got to be better, right? Yes, sir. right. And then, yes, sir. and then just the energy on the field. I think helps as well. And I think you're seeing that with the safeties too. I got to give them credit. I think they're raising a level of play with their energy on the field too, but you're right. He has changed them. He's changed them. Yeah. And that, and again, that's like I said, you know, playfully, you know, I, I call him COVID, but again, the, the, the other idea you brought up safety, I'm bringing up the idea that this had to be Dallas's single best year 
between the draft and between free agency that they actually put depth together. They have never had this kind – I don't remember, at least anyway, let me say that. They've never had this kind of next man up ability. <laughs> man. I'm not talking about next man up attitude. I'm not talking about attitude. I'm talking about ability. The next dude up is having the next guy that's coming back from injury questioning whether he's going to start. I love that. Bro, that's I love a problem. Next man up ability. <clears throat> wow. You're right. You're listen, absolutely right. These listen. guys are absolutely playing up to that replacement level. It's not much of a drop-off for the guys that are being out, and that's no disrespect to the guys that are out. But that's where exactly. I got to give a hat tip, though, to Dan Quinn in regards to all our defensive exactly. side of the ball, man. Real quick, though, shout-out to my guy exactly. Vach in the building. I see he he is up in this thing. The Doski-Woski, as Toot, Toot would say. What's <laughs> up, bro? Well, go ahead, brother. All right, man. Yo, but in, in my last thing, um, I, I think – to, to squash a lot of the, the, the individuals that seem to be confused, Zeke is the number one running back. If, if you were confused at yeah, some time, if you were confused at some point, Zeke, is this is not after uh, last week, this is before last week. We, Zeke is the better all around. We saw this last, and I don't know why people get so confused in, in their spurts, but you saw that in spurts, Tony Pollard was not the back that you see him in when he's had to carry the load longer. He's not the same back. We saw this when he had the sense of, of time where he was the, the main running back because Zeke was hurt or when Zeke was out even. Um, you saw this, and, and people get confused as to what Zeke actually does until you miss him. You know, it's that age-old relationship thing. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. You I, know? <laughs> but, I just think we should stop We should stop as fans, as, as, as knowledgeable and realistic and logical fans, and that's what I'm putting the category in for you, sir. Um, we should stop giving that airtime, right? We should stop, we should exactly. stop breathing life into this Zeke and exactly. versus TP thing. I have exactly. personally... I, I don't even talk about like yeah, my stance. If you don't know, because I said you said you're new here, my stance is that Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard together are better than they are individually. If we want to exactly. talk about who is better, obviously Zeke is the most complete, one of the most complete backs in this in the NFL. But the NFL is no longer a workhorse back league. It is a multiple back NFL. So this conversation is silly. It's it's super silly, fam. Yeah. Like, you got yeah. a great tandem. Be happy with this tandem. It's the best in the NFL. Stop trying to pit these guys against each other. Not you, but the fans that are. And yeah, I digress. Sir. Listen, no problem, man. I I appreciate you um, taking the call, bro. Um, like I said, love the show. Um, we'll get on here and subscribe and, and Thank you, send your donation at some point. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate right. it. Have a good one. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. Phone lines are jam packed, so I'm about to lock them. Y'all, y'all decided to just come on in at the end, huh? We we gotta lock them because they are flooded, and I promise I'm going to get to each and every one of y'all as we roll up out of here. Uh, but we had a donation in here by um, William Blackwell, I believe. Super chat. Thank you for the twenty the 1999 donation. 
Uh, he says, what's up, Sky? I just want to say we fixing to beat the hell out the Panthers. And what's up, Vach? I had to say it like Vach. You know, you know that's what he do. Um, so he's shouting out Vach as well. All right, we have a super lineup. So what we're going to have to do, unfortunately, I know, I usually try to get everybody to speak as long as they want, but the lines are super jam-packed. So what we're going to do, call in, get to your point. We'll talk about the point afterwards. All right, here we go. Uh, four, six, nine. What it is, what it do. Hi, how's it going? Um, Great, bro. First off, shout out to Cowboys for Live. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I, I really did what the other guy was saying right before me. Yes, he was, um, he was about great. the um, the the next man up ability. Uh, I think what he's referring to is is not just the mentality of that because I feel like in in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, at least for the last twenty or so years, we've talked a lot about it, but we've never been about it. Yeah. Ooh. And and this defense, this next man up ability. Um, there, what I think he's referring to is is us going and doing it rather than just talking about it. Yep. And um, and and I'm I mean I could not be more fired up about this defense. My fantasy roster this week is starting the Dallas Cowboys defense because they don't have Christian McCaffrey. We are going to wax the Panthers. They have played no one in the NFL of merit. Um, people say that we to the argument people say we should have lost the Chargers game. Well, if, yeah. if you're going to play hypotheticals, we should have won the Bucks game. So, um, you know, uh, there, there's arguments all around that. We played formidable teams, um, and, and a lot of other teams have not. Uh, these 3-0 and teams are getting gaslighted like they're the be-all, end-all of the season. We still got, what, 14 weeks, 14 weeks left. So, so the season is season long, and I'd just like to remind Cowboys fan, fans that, that, that you can believe your eyes. You know what I mean? What you see is real. Yes. Okay, this is unlike anything we've seen yeah. in 20 years. It's time to get hype, and it's time to buy in. I'm ready. My guy. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Oh, I like what he said. Believe your eyes, Cowboys Nation. The gaslighting some of these squads. Now, you know, I said I do respect this Panthers team, but what I love about the start of the Cowboys season is that they had to go up against Tom Brady and that the plethora of weapons. They had to go up against Justin Herbert and, and, and Keenan Allen and Mike Davis and Austin Eckler. That's good. You. Sam Darnold. Come on. Believe your eyes. Be confident. I'm going to say it again. If you're going to be the Cowboy fan that goes into these type of matchups defensively after what you're seeing, and like, oh, well, Sam Darnold beat us in 2019. I don't know, man. Then don't even look at the rest of the schedule. Because there's not there's not a bunch of Tom Brady's and Justin Herbert's. There's a bunch of Sam Darnold's left on the roster. So if that's the case... Continue to be shooketh with your defense and, and just focus on the offense if that's what makes you feel better. Me personally, they've given me three games. I've seen a, a lot of great things from that defense, and Dan Quinn is in his bag. So I had to be confident. And if they and if they come out here and whoop on Dallas, I will sit here and eat crow. I told you that. Come on back, uh, Panthers fans. Come on back, Cowboys fans that don't believe in the defense right now. And tell me, Sky, you was wrong. And I will sit here and say, you are right. I was wrong. 
But from what I'm seeing, if if this Panthers offense sends Christian McCaffrey comes in here and destroys the Cowboys defense, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Because <laughs> they shouldn't do that to you. Unless the other side of the ball gives them favorable situations. And that'll be for tomorrow's show. But anyway, 512, what it is, what it do? You are live, 512. What's up? Hey, Sky. Uh, how about them Cowboys, huh? How about them? They're, 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 yeah. they're hey. doing great things. Yeah, they're doing great things. I actually uh, called a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and I made a comment kind of mentioning uh, Micah Parsons and Dalton Schultz in the same sentence. And uh, I was just calling back after uh, seeing that Dalton Schultz is, is really changing, is adding a piece to the offense that uh, I felt like we were going to be missing ever since Jason Witten left with the blocking tight end that can catch. And uh, I was just really excited to see him come through. Um, really excited for the defense. And, um, yeah, and right before you read Vach's uh, comment, I was going to say it for him, but we're going to beat the hell out of them, boys. <laughs> and that's all I got. Thank you my for, man. My thank man, you for hearing my call. Nope, no problem all at all. Right. He, said, he said Dalton Schultz. Y'all know where Dalton Schultz at this week, right? We After every victory, for those that are new, we have a segment that we call the cookout. And we got a certain certain amount of players that are invited to said cookout that get a chance to sit at the grown folk table. And Dalton Schultz was not only invited to the cookout, he's sitting at the grown folk table. He's growing on me, Cowboys Nation. Um, and, and I will use the term grown on me. He, he, I love me some Dalton Schultz this year. And really last year he showed me, but this year... I'm, his maturation is coming all together, and I said that he is, uh, in my opinion, the perfect complement to this offense in the sense of you're not featuring Dalton Schultz, right? He's going to be your fifth, sixth option. But think about it on the other side of the ball. Ain't not paying attention to Dalton Schultz or Blake Jarwin. So there's going to be games these guys are going to have important catches or these six catches for two touchdown type of games. So uh, sh- salute to Dalton Schultz, man. Let's get 520 in the building. What's up, 520? You are live. Oh, it's, uh, it's the old man back again. <laughs> what's, what's up, OG? It's the old man back I was, about to, I was about to log out, and then I heard all this yammering about 2019, and yeah. y'all quit living in the past. I hear you, man. These, I mean, that's the past. Mm-hmm. This is now. In three games, and we're doing good. The defense is better than it was in I don't back clock game, watch. I let him go, man. I let him go. But, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, OG. It, it's crazy. I mean, it's nuts. And the last thing I got to say is, uh, Matt Rule, don't wear no beat Cowboys t-shirt. I'm not that. Don't, don't, Matt Rule don't, ain't don't Nick Sirianni. He ain't going to do that, bro. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Nick Sirianni was doing. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think the man that's no. bad. No. But, it, but, it, but it's coming. Mm. <laughs> it's coming. 34-17, that, that's my prediction right now. I like it. I'm not going to argue with it. I do. Tune in on hey, Sunday I'm out. to hear my prediction, OG. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Uh, let's get 6-8-2. You're live. What it is, what it do? 6-8-2, what's up? 6-8-2 going once. Can you hear me, Scott? 
I can hear you, but boy, are you under the car? Yeah, I'm in the car now. I ain't under the car, but I'm in it, man. It's Trey Manning, bro. This is my first time calling anybody, bro. Oh, word. Welcome I'm going to try to make show. it short. Yeah. I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. Okay. Say, man, uh, May 29th, bro, you was doing a, 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 a stream, and I had lost my mama, bro. She was murdered. Oh, is this Trey? And you acknowledge that? Yeah, this is oh, Trey Manning. I'm from Fort Worth. Trey, my guy. What's up, brother? Yes, I do remember that, but go ahead. Say, bro, um... Uh, I just want to tell you thank you, and it was the, the whole Dallas Cowboys community, Bot, Law, everybody, uh, my boy CFT, everybody, man. I really, we really appreciate y'all for everything that y'all do, man. Like you didn't help me get through my hard times about losing my mama, man. I'm turning up mm. speaking about this because the cops is not investigating nothing, bro. And y'all don't know how much. Y'all bring a lot of our stress out of our life and help our day go by, bro. Like square business. I'm at work and I listen to y'all every day. And a lot of us do. And we really appreciate appreciate y'all. Uh, I'll probably call in for a sports comment tomorrow or something. But, Worry about Trey. Uh, I really appreciate you, man. Got you, bro. Uh, I, I let you. I'll let you get somebody else up in here. But uh, I appreciate you, bro. you one of my favorites, man. Thank you, Trey. Business. Thank you, Trey. I appreciate it, man. You next up. Yeah. I'm listening. I got you. I'm listening. No, I'm just saying I appreciate you 100. You're always one of the first here. You've always been supporting really from day one. And I remember that um, unfortunate, sad day, brother. And my condolences are with you. My prayers are with you. I'm sure Cowboys Nation's uh, prayers are with you. They were with you that day. I remember it vividly uh, because I got a little choked up as well. Um uh, because I know, I, I mean, it's, it's your mom, Dukes. That's that's heavy. Um, I, I'm so sorry for that, brother. And, and just know that you're always welcome here. The Cowboys community uh, will continue to rally around you as, as much as we can. Um, and we appreciate you being part of, of our lives in regards to this content stuff. So thank you, Trey. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, for sure, fam. And I'll get off the line and let you have it, bro. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. We're going to beat the fuck out the family. Hey, and I'm going to let you get it off, too. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Ah, man, yeah, that was a um, that was a tough day. That was a tough day. I had to kind of collect myself. But, um, man, Trey, you strong, brother. You real strong. And continue to remain strong if you if you ever need to reach out. And that's for anybody, really. Um, my, my DMs are always open. So uh, feel free. Appreciate your support, Trey. Uh, Clutch says, yeah, man, this show helps me helps me get going for the day. It motivates me, and I'm a new listener. Thank you, Clutch. Um, I think I can speak for all of the community. When we, we do these things because we love it, but when we hear stuff like that, I mean, that just that just really hits. So there really is no words to describe it. There, there, there's, nothing that, there's nothing that can really describe when you guys say that it means that much to, to y'all. And, and, and I get it because I, I've had sports shows, and I've had things that meant – that to me, this, they're part of your routine. And I always say that. I want to make sure this Cowboys morning show is a part of your routine. I want to make sure that A to Z Sports Dallas and Skywalker is a part of your Cowboys routine. So, um, you know, prayers are with you, Trey. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I believe this is Montana. Montana. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? You the final call. You the final call of the day. So send us out, brother. What's up? All I'm going to say is, for all you Panther fans thinking that Dallas is sweet, for every team out here thinking Dallas is sweet, these boys ain't playing. They're on a mission. 
They come and they expose all you bums. <clears throat> all you bums. Period. So keep thinking Dallas is sweet. They're going to run right over you. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got for this day. Go Cowboys. My man. <laughs> Love what Montana call it. Monta- Let me tell you something about Montana. He don't give a damn who we playing. He don't care. He said, Justin Herbert, man, ain't Y'all going to stop talking up these Panthers. Pat Mahomes, who? Man, Tom Brady. Oh, like I love Montana's energy, man. I love it. I love your energy, Montana. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you. Um, okay, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Remember, if you want to engage with me, I'm always on Twitter. At Skywalker Still. I do have an Instagram, but I'm not going to lie to y'all. I really don't utilize it much. I need to. I know it's 2021. That's part of stuff, but that's where to find me on Twitter. If you want to engage with A to Z Sports, you can go on Twitter as well at A to Z Sports Dallas or A to Z Dallas on Twitter. But check out the website. It has everything. A to Z Sports.com slash Dallas for all of our articles. I need to get mine up today. Probably will do that right after the show. Um, Tomorrow, Cowboys offense against Carolina's defense. And it's fitting, right, to end the week with, I I think, a heavyweight fight. That's a heavyweight bout that's about to happen on Sunday in regards to these units. It's going to be a fun conversation. We're going to dive into it like we do. We're going to open up the phone lines like we do. And we're going to get this thing popping. We're going to get this thing popping. All right. Let's get on up out of here. I appreciate you guys. I'll sit here all day if I don't press this damn button. Y'all know how I do. That's a wrap for today, September 30th, the last day, I believe. Next month is your boy's birthday month, so I celebrate all month. Shout out to me. (laughs) Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the donations, all the super chats, the calls, the new subscribers, the opposing fans, all of that. Keep rocking with your boy. Tune in tomorrow, 8 a.m. Central-ish. And then tonight, our guy Mauricio Rodriguez for the final show of A to Z Sports Prime Time. We out. Love y'all. Peace. I want me some glory hope.